Well, hello there, and welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast, episode 115. Woo! We're recording on a very seminal Wednesday in my life, Wednesday, September 29th, 2021. Mark it on your calendar. I'm going to mark it in the rest of my life as the last day that I worked at my current job. Um, today, I'm joined by the one and only Andrew I.D., Hello, that's me. Bittersweet day for you, it sounds like. Uh, happy to be moving on to bigger and better things, I assume. Uh, sad to be leaving a long-term job behind. I'm never going to be able to play Fortnite at work again. <laughs> that's not true, just play on your phone in the bathroom. Fair. I don't want to get fired, though, so... Yeah, maybe wait um, a while. <laughs> it was, like, literally a job thing to, like, sit with kids and play video games at my uh, job that I'm leaving, so it's kind of kind of a hard pill to swallow. Um, anyhow, uh, how are you doing? I, I, you and I have not connected in a long time, AJ, and I just wanted to to check in how things are going, what, what's it's good going in the well. universe of AJ. I've been doing the whole adult thing with my new job. So I haven't been on the pod for what feels like like four or five weeks or something like that. I think it's my longest streak not not recording, but I'm happy to be back and talk about some games, you know, take a break from all the the learning and, and training for, for my new job that I started not too long ago. <laughs> Look at us. Yeah, you are. Jobs. Uh, you're kind of uh, setting the precedent for what I have to expect. <laughs> coming up here yeah oh boy um well let's jump into the lowdown and and get this show on the road uh if you want to be a part of the conversation or you have a pressing question that you want us to weigh in on you can reach us on twitter at mn gamers podcast if you do not use twitter you can send an email the old-fashioned way to podcast at mostly MostlyNormalGamers.com is our website. Please go check it out. You can sign up for our newsletter, Mostly Normal Monthly, there, or at MNGamers.Substack.com. Uh, back issues can be found at that Substack address. And I believe we may get that started going again. I, I'm not sure when I want to end the hiatus, but uh, I might have some writing percolating in my brain as we speak. Nice. Um, and then the latest and greatest way to get in touch with the show is our amazing Google Voice number where you can text us or leave a voice message as a, uh, a voicemail message, uh, which is 507-291-2991. I don't know how we got such a bomb phone number, but shout outs to John for setting that one up. That's a pretty good phone number. Speaking of John, AJ, what are you playing? <laughs> <laughs> John who? Um, I'm playing a little game that, well, has been around since 1990, I believe. Let me pull up my wiki here. I have the, the wiki open to make sure I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 1990. But in the most recent Nintendo Direct, they announced an HD remake of this game called Act Razor. This, so... So here's what I love. Last week, I think after we recorded, Nintendo was like, ah, the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast is recorded. We can finally drop <laughs> a Shadow Direct, basically. Yeah. Uh, and they threw a 40-minute Nintendo Direct out at the world. 
They got Chris Pratt voicing Mario in the Mario movie. You got all kinds of celebrities lining up to voice the various bits and bobs in that film. Jack Black is Bowser. Yeah, how then, awesome is that? And be? then <laughs> you hit Chris and AJ with the one-two side-scroller punch of Act Razor getting a remake and Shadow dropping same day and Castlevania Advance Collection, long rumored, finally dropping same day on Switch. And I love to see that each of us are playing one of these games. <laughs> yeah, me too. I didn't know you were playing the Castlevania Collection. I saw that... Um... Oh, man. The guy from Vancouver that we talk to all the time. Butler Primus? Primus. He's yeah. been playing it on uh, on Switch. So I've been seeing him. So, yeah, I've, I've been happy with this game so far. Also, we you didn't mention it just now, but how cool does that new Kirby game look? The 3D... It's like a 3D open-world Kirby game. Sort of post-apocalyptic one, yeah? It looks awesome, because he's... I mean, I'm just thinking of, like, all the awesome things that they have you do in, like, Mario Odyssey, you know? Like, becoming the Caterpillar and becoming, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but, like, big things and stuff like that. And then, you know, the fact that Kirby can, like, you know, vacuum people up and become whatever skill they have. I just can't imagine how many different, like, abilities and stuff that are going to be in that game. Because Nintendo is, like, you know, infamous for doing weird things. Yeah, you know... the thing that got me the most excited about the 3D Kirby like post-apocalypse game, I, do you remember the name of that? I can't, I do not have anything off the top of my head, but remember the Forgotten Land. Remember Mario Odyssey, where you were just throwing Cappy on every bit and bob and character and enemy in the game, and you just had a plethora of different move sets to navigate the world with? Yeah. That, that should have been a Kirby game. Kirby sucks people up and takes their powers. Right. <laughs> and gets their hats. <laughs> and so I think low key, like depending on what they try to do with this game, it could be pretty bonkers. I know. I feel like that's, I don't know. I don't want to get my excitement too high, but that's what I'm expecting is just like innumerable different forms of kirby i guess but hey we're talking about what we've been playing right so act razor well, renaissance yeah i want to hear so act razor is one of those games that is like in the video game snobbery illuminati old head hall of fame i hear about it on every podcast retronauts won't shut up about it <laughs> and i just want to hear is it actually fun and should i buy the remake I never played the original, to be clear, so I can't mm. comment on on the snobbery. But I'm having a blast with this remake. There are some things that weird me out about it, which I'll get to, but like the basic gameplay itself is just so addicting. And there's like constantly a quest being finished, constantly something being built. Like, so what the game is is it's like two games in one. So there's like a side-scrolling platforming like combat you're you're basically a knight it's like the lord of darkness took over and you're the lord of light and the lord of darkness's minions are everywhere or whatever they're monsters and so you're basically you have to like go liberate like the areas in the side-scrolling 
platforming part. So like you're battling all these monsters and you have to do like, I think the first one was like three different acts. And after you like clear the area or whatever, then you can like drop your temple down in like that section of the map. And then it turns into like a, like a light sim city building game where you have like this angel as your assistant and like you float around above the city as this angel and like basically you like tell your people where to go and then they just like build random things i haven't found a way to tell them like build a workshop or build a house or build a field i just like guide them to an empty square and then they like build something (laughs) yeah so i think the thing that made this game like really stand out from the descriptions that I always heard about it is it combines those side scrolling sections with like a classic God game, like black and white. Yeah. Um, And it's kind of like a prototype of the first genre mashup video game. Yeah. It is 100% a genre mashup. Like it's really cool too, because you'll be like, for example, you're for whatever reason, your people can like battle monsters, but they can't cut down a tree. (laughs) <laughs> so in order to, to in order to like clear the like the the forest areas you have to like i think it's called a miracle or something like that you have to like wield a miracle and then here i have the game right in front of me i'll look at what it says yeah have you met alonzo yet uh i've only met one hero and his name is uh not alonzo i don't remember what his name is okay. but i uh, i'm just looking at twitter because sometimes i try to pull some stuff into the show from it uh if there's late breaking news yeah and nadia oxford of the acts of the blood god podcast just posted act razor more like dilf razor and has a picture of this cowboy <laughs> uh character alonzo so he's a, a very attractive man yeah i'm retweeting it right now so nice. it's in my feed for for the <laughs> listeners if you want to check it out um right sorry on. i just thought it was really hilarious that that popped up as we were just listening oh no perfect timing so yeah. to clear a square on the map you have to wield like a miracle they're called and there's different ones for different things like for example you have to like strike the forest with lightning and then it clears that spot and then you can like guide them in there to build and then there's like monster holes or monster hives or pits or I forget exactly what they're called, but there's like, you can see them. They're like little purple circles where like the monsters spawn out of. And Mm -hmm. while you're floating around with your angel, like flying monsters will come randomly. You can hear them like warping in and then you go find them and you shoot them with the angels arrows. So you're kind of like protecting the town's people because the dragons will like pick people up and like steal them or whatever so you like shoot them quick before they like steal your population and then once you get enough people and you've gotten close enough to the monster hive then you attack it with your population like your people or whatever and then after they like defeat it then you go down in the side scrolling platform thing and like destroy these orb things to like get rid of the monster thing so it's like really awesome. Like your people fight the thing in like that God mode, you know, city builder style age of empires almost, but not quite. Cause they just like walk up to the thing and they're like, we beat it. <laughs> um, and then you jump down in the side scrolling thing again. So it's like super cool, like back and forth between the genres. And it's not, 
I mean, it's a stark difference, but it doesn't take you out of the game. It's like, are you ready for battle? And you're like, yeah, let's go. And then you like go in and, you know, fight with your sword and magic. So I'm really enjoying it so far. I've only made it. I think I'm about to like unlock the second area because um, my my faith bar is almost full. And I'm assuming that means I can do something, you know, like <laughs> whatever. So my mm. area is pretty full right now. That's so rad. So mm. just quick gut check. How's the art in the, you know, obviously like it's a classic SNES game. And so people kind of, I think a lot of people live and die on the it should be a 16-bit game hill sometimes how does the 3d remake look are, are you enjoying the visuals yeah but i also never played the first one so i'm not a purist at all when it comes to this game i have seen some screenshots of the original and it looks awesome in the original but it's definitely not the same art style it's like definitely modern it looks modern like the backgrounds look really cool the monsters look awesome. Like the environments are way more detailed, but I don't know if you like awesome. the original, you're, if you're one of those snobby purists, like you're saying, you're probably not going to like the art style. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to like color people that way. I guess I just, it it is one of know, those yeah. like classic yeah. SNES games that like I always heard about growing up. Cause I never had a super Nintendo and it was always the one that people were like, yeah, man, but like, the real good shit is Act Razor because it's like the best side scroller and the best game where you build a city. It's amazing. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the best game where you build a city. It really is just like go here and build. And then when your civilization like levels up, um, they don't like they don't upgrade their houses. You have to go like lightning bolt their houses and destroy their homes. <laughs> oh okay <laughs> and then they build new better ones like once your civilization reaches level two you destroy all the level one stuff with like acts of god i guess and that's the part that weirds me out I, I mentioned earlier like some of the language is just so like oh you've been such a great lord and your sage advice has brought us this far and i'm like this is really awkward like like this is making my ego feel weird basically <laughs> that's but, amazing yeah i would recommend it though like i'm having a lot of fun it's kind of like just shut your brain off and like collect materials build forts and then like they'll do an attack like the minions will all come and attack you in the city builder mode and you have to fight them off with the allies which i'm assuming what uh that tweet was about was one of the heroes <laughs> that's rad well i'm glad you're enjoying it i am really tempted to check it out but it's also the season of the of the big game releases coming yeah. on pretty hot and fast i've got metro coming i got fall. a physical version because i they, they have pins at gamestop john sent me a link for like a deal of the day super deal where you could get it for like 13 dollars off and what? i couldn't get the order to complete oh that's yeah. Speaking so of I'm pins, shout out doing... Mark Scholl. I went to the Twins game with him last night, and they were giving away um, Justin Mornell Hall of Fame pins, and I was too late to get one. And since I had like bought the tickets and invited him, he gave me the pin because he got oh, there wow. in time. Yeah. And I, I did the classic Minnesotan, like, no, I couldn't possibly take that. And he was like, I insist. And I'm like, okay, because <laughs> I really wanted it. 
That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So shout out, Mark. I appreciate that. Um, we'll have to go to another game next year. Maybe they'll have more pins. I did give him a 1980 Miracle on Ice baseball jersey celebration thing that they were giving away. So cool. <laughs> yeah. So I just a shout out, Mark. Like the pin thing reminded me of it. But that's all I've been playing. How about you, Chris? Looks like you beat some fancy game. So I went down a video game black hole over the weekend. And at the bottom of that black hole was the final boss of Dark Souls 1. Um, And I say black hole because I, I went into the abyss where the game is pitch black. And I also went into the uh, catacomb, uh, the Tomb of the Giants, where the game is pitch black. And unless you know that there's actually a light source mechanic and you can get a lantern or a, say, sun maggot helmet that broadcasts light off of your head, uh, <laughs> you can't see the bottomless pits that you'll fall into and die. But I did figure it out, uh, maybe with a lot of help from the wiki. Um, and and I beat Dark Souls one, <laughs> which means I finally you finally have the Rosetta Stone for all of video game design for the last decade. <laughs> I, I finally have it, uh, at least for action games and RPGs. Um, what a special game! Uh, a brief spoiler alert for Dark Souls if people haven't played it by now and are intending to play it and i think it it is valuable to have a spoiler alert for this 10 year old game still um it was recently dark souls 10 10 year anniversary last week along with call me maybe which uh is perfect because i really love both of those things Um, i do too i didn't know that yeah remember when Um, everybody made spoof videos of that song like oh of course the olympic volleyball team and the i don't know miami dolphins cheerleaders and like whatever i think uh lebron james and the heat did it too (laughs) i think so yeah um (laughs) so brief spoiler alert as soon as you beat the game you it brings you back to the opening cutscene and you start again what and so i played through on New Game Plus, it gives you a New Game Plus. Apparently, there's up to 10 pluses for New Game Plus. Jeez. You can do New Game Plus, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And I, I was, like, not ready to be done. And I was thinking about, well, what if I just go and, like, explore other places before, before like, getting an ending? Because there's a choice at the end with, with finding a couple different endings, I guess. Okay. But I, but I took the ending, but then the game restarted. And I was like, I mean, I guess I'll just sit here and play through. And so I've already cleared. I'm like up to the third boss fight of the game. Nice. Um, And part of that is I think my build is especially good at fighting early bosses. But like, it's just amazing to see the way that like the knowledge you've learned and the way that the game teaches you to play it pays off over time. Yeah. Um, And so... I think like everyone should try to play Dark Souls and they should feel no shame in seeking out help. They should feel no shame in 
playing at co-op and inviting people to help them fight boss fights. They should feel no shame in looking at wikis because the lore of this game and the level design of this game and the way in which the world interconnects and there's never a loading screen if you don't die is incredible. Like, only after having beaten it and, like, started consuming all of this amazing podcast content and let's play videos and level design breakdowns that are all over the internet because it's like one of the most important games for game design in recent history right is it dawning on me like if you want to understand a different possible future for video games other than the and this isn't meant to be disparaging, the Sony first-party studio cinematic experience that you can control game, right? Mm -hmm. People love those. I know people on this podcast love those. I love those. I love God of War 2018. I love Uncharted. I haven't played some of the other Sony first-party stuff yet. The reason Dark Souls was impactful, I think, is... It does the thing that I love about video games where the designers very clearly like were like, when I was a kid, I always thought it would be cool if dot, dot, dot. Oh, well, it would be cool if the whole level existed and you it all interconnected and, and like you could explore it and like maybe you'd find a shortcut that would bring you all the way back to the beginning and you'd be like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. And there would be no loading screens. Like you would just load into the game and then you exist in the world. Oh, that would be so cool. Or, oh, like maybe like creatures with long tails. Like you'll learn that um, if you get behind them, you can chop their tail off and chopping their tail off won't kill the boss, but it'll give you a powerful weapon made out of their tail. And like, like universally, better. if you see a creature with a tail, you can probably cut its tail off and get a, a hidden boss weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing. <laughs> it, like, I, I don't know. I The difficulty isn't the story about this game. Like it, it, and I'm frustrated that the discourse, anytime there's a Souls game or a FromSoft game, goes to the difficulty discourse. Yeah, that's fair. Because, yes, these games should be more approachable, but they should be more approachable because they are very good. And the reason they are good is not the difficulty. The reason they are good is because it's incredibly well designed and, like, super thoughtful and, like, envisions a different future for what an open world video game can be. Right on. You're here to hear, folks. That's just Dark, Dark Souls, Souls 1. I can't speak to the other stuff other than Sekiro. The other thing that I did during this like black hole gaming is I have been obsessed with Slay the Spire. Um, for people who don't know, it's a card-based roguelite, and once you beat the game with a class, you can bump the difficulty up by, um, I think it's called doing an ascension, um, and those ascensions go up to like level 15 or level 20. Um, 
And so each time you clear a run on a higher difficulty level, it opens up the next difficulty level for you. Um, and so I was like level eight ascension on like the ironclad, which is the warrior class, which is pretty straightforward and like level four or five with, with two of the other classes. Um, but I, after you beat the game with the first three classes, you unlock a, a different feature on these ascension runs where enemies will be care there's three different keys you can get and one of the keys is from fighting an extra challenging uh mini boss one of the keys is just in a chest if you find and you're offered the choice of giving up a power up that's in every chest in exchange for taking this key and then the third one uh you get for um there are rest sites throughout the game and the third one you get for choosing to take the key instead of resting or upgrading your card at the rest site. And so you collect the three keys and that unlocks a door to a hidden final, final boss. Okay. And that final, final boss is monstrously hard. <laughs> <laughs> but I managed to beat it. Um, done. Which felt incredible and was was the thing I needed to stop just keep playing that game over and over again because it's so <laughs> addicting and it was just my re my ability to step away for a while um but that's not to say that i don't think i'll be drawn back into slave aspire i think slave aspire is one of the best design games i've ever played um nice it's just so fun have you played any of it at all i i know uh we talked hades for a while but i don't know where you're at on card-based games aj um i have played a little bit of like hearthstone or whatever on my phone but not even to the point where I know exactly how it works even. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um Slay the Spire. I've I like clicked on it once and I think it's on Game Pass or something, isn't it? Yeah, so I mean that's that's how I finally checked it out. Yeah, um, I clicked on it once, but I never actually like went in and, and played it. So I guess card games are not for me. I mean I love Gwent. Like the but the not the not the Gwent game, but the in game Witcher 3 Gwent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, so here, do you still have Game Pass Ultimate? Like, can you do the the phone streaming? Yeah, I uh, my like a year and a half for a dollar or whatever finally wore out, so I'm I'm paying the monthly thing now, but I still have it. <laughs> I just got my email notification that I'm about to start paying too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the reason I got into that game, and I think I talked about this, is because. I was using work Wi-Fi to play it on my phone or my laptop when I had some downtime. Mm -hmm. And because it's like a menu-based, turn-based card game, the latency didn't matter at all. So it was mm -hmm. basically a perfect experience for playing on Game Pass streaming. Yeah, definitely um, makes sense. And so I would encourage you, especially you just have free access to it, give it one or two runs to try it out. And I would just like to hear what you think about it. Yeah, as definitely. a person who doesn't really vibe with card games. Anyways, that. the most important game that I've been playing is Castlevania Advanced Collection, um, and I'm playing the first game in the collection, uh, which I believe is 2001's Circle of the Moon. Um, I was 12 when I first played this game. I have very specific memories of playing it at like this childhood restaurant and bar that my family would take me to when I was growing up for dinner. Um, and it just throws you in and things get started super, super fast. Like 
there's like a brief story cutscene, and then you're just playing the game for the um, kids out there who what's castlevania vampire so monster uh, <laughs> it, castlevania is a vampire hunter simulator game okay there you go which is a it's a side-scrolling action adventure series um Castlevania Symphony of the Night and Super Metroid are the two prototypical games uh, of the castle or of the Metroidvania subgenre of video games, which are um, side scrolling action adventure games that have equipment gated doors that yeah. block your progress. Um, and so Symphony of the Night is this iconic PS1 game. And then the um, Iga, uh, Iga is the the like moniker of the guy who was credited with being like the head designer, uh, game lead. Okay. Uh, of Symphony of the Night, and um, he went on to make a bunch of Symphony of the Night follow ups to that game on game boy advance and so um you know there's kind of like castlevania that was before uh symphony and castlevania that was after it um and <laughs> the metroidvania ones are the ones that are after symphony of the night including symphony of the night and so um dang i cannot find my man's Kogi. <laughs> here we are koji igarashi is is his name okay um, yeah, so Iga is his nickname. Um, Koji Igarashi is is the designer on a number of these amazing, amazing games. Um, and now the Switch just has access to uh, the three GBA ones along with, I believe, um, Castlevania Dracula X, which is a Super Nintendo game, um, which is a reimagination of Rondo of Blood. Um Anyways, I jumped into the first one chronologically just to like give it a shot. And uh, that was a mistake because now I'm like invested in playing it because <laughs> I love these games so much. Um, have you ever played any of the side scrolling Met Metroidvania Castlevania games? Only a little bit. I haven't beaten any of them for sure. Well, so you have uh, the probably my most anticipated game pre ordered we were just talking about. Uh, which is Metroid Dread. Um, what's your familiarity with like the side-scrolling Metroids? Like none. I I literally like watched some YouTube videos like recapping them, so I'd be ready for the third one. <laughs> or yeah, it's the third one, right? Or the second Fifth one. one. Metroid Five. Dread is, is Dread. five. Heck yeah! Dang. See, Metroid. Look at that's Metroid how Two: Return of Metroid. Samus. Metroid Three: Super Metroid. Metroid Four: Fusion. So there Dread you go. Five. You found yeah. a. Um, a hole in my video game acumen. <laughs> That's totally one fine. Of many, one of many. Uh, but yeah, so I'm I I'm definitely on the bandwagon though because I I got the new one coming and I'm gonna play the crap out of it. I know, and that's so. I was so excited to see that they finally announced this collection, and then I was like, ah, oh, god dang it! Like you got like the real deal, like brand new Metroid Dread coming out in like two weeks, guys. Like, don't do this to me. I can't play four of these games back to back to back. <laughs> um, but anyway, so so that's what I've been playing. Um, 
there's a number of other things that have popped up. I, I think Splitgate's a genius game, and it's amazing that it's free to play, and everyone should be downloading it until Halo comes out. And yeah, yada, yada, yada. but there's a ton of um, things I've been playing in the last like a month too. Rocket yeah, League has that's been the my thing band, is I, though. I can't get over silver for some reason. Oh really? Yeah, and I used to be gold, so I'm like. I don't think I'm worse. I think maybe everyone else just got better or something. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just everyone, having bad luck lately. <laughs> everyone else leveled up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think we can jump into some news. Let's do if it. If you're ready for entering the news. Um, one of the most interesting headlines I saw this week was that um, little-known company merger happening. Um, a company called Netflix. I don't. Are you Ooh. familiar with them, AJ? <laughs> um, I've, I think I've heard of them before. Acquired its first game studio. Sorry, I'm having trouble reading this headline from GamesBeat. Um, acquires its first game studio in a deal with o- Oxenfree. Have you heard of this game? This o- this uh, the studio, uh, Creator Night School Studio. Yes, um, this is uh, from Dean Takahashi at GamesBeat. Um, Big news! Netflix just acquired an indie studio. How do you feel, AJ? <laughs> I'm happy about it because if Netflix, I mean, for whatever reason, I haven't even thought about dabbling in that Amazon Prime gaming or whatever. But maybe it's just like the history of their company or something. For whatever reason, I like trust Netflix more to, to do it right. I don't know why. I have nothing to base that off of. But but I'm also down for like just being able to open Netflix and be like, there's the gaming section and click one. As long as it's not like too much more money, it depends on, you know, I'll pay $5 more a month on my account if I can get indie games on there. <laughs> well, and I know, I, I you know, it, my memory could be deceiving me, but my memory tells me that when they announced that they were going to get into gaming, um that plan was to have it at no extra fee at first for customers, right? That makes sense. Um, get them in, get them hooked. Game Pass streaming, when it works, has convinced me that it's a very, very... It It is game-changing. One of the news stories that I don't think we have in the list is that... Um, Xbox insiders can now do Game Pass Ultimate streaming to their Xbox Ones and Xbox Series consoles, um, which I think is amazing because now if you want to try a game out, you don't have to download the whole game off Game Pass to play it. You just boot it up if it's in that streaming collection. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're playing it and it turns every Xbox One into an Xbox Series system, maybe with like lower res output. Which is just bonkers, right? Like, every Microsoft first-party game is on Game Pass, for the most part. Except for Microsoft Flight Simulator, you bastards. It's coming. It's getting added. 
and they removed they removed Forza Seven. Well, so. to be fair, it's on. If you have Xbox Series X, you can play Flight Simulator. Right, right. So this is the thing, right? And if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you can play Flight Flight Simulator on your Xbox One by no. doing the stream. Since thing. when? Because I've tried, and it once they add me. the Games Pass Ultimate streaming thing, like once it's open to the public. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm with you. Yeah, like that's the promise, right? You have a Series X and S under your TV if you have an Xbox One once this goes out to everyone. That's cool. At, at least for Game Pass games. Or Which makes me feel like Bobo X the Clown Cloud, for dropping right? 500... Yes, X Cloud games. Yeah. Sorry. I feel like Bobo the Clown for buying the $500 box... When I could have just waited a year. <laughs> Whatever, it's still cool. I mean, yeah, and like I, I do have issues with the latency thing. I think hopefully they would figure that out at some point. But yeah, it all it'll always play better. Like downloaded Halo on your Xbox is going to be better. I feel like. But anyways, so I, I think there's promise in what Netflix is doing here. I I'm a l- more skeptical of of trusting Netflix to get it right. Um. I've found my use of Netflix has declined like precipitously in the last year. Um, I don't know. Like, is that still like one of your main streaming services that you're going to? I don't know. We have so many now. Like, it's not that we've necessarily watched less Netflix. There's just more of everything else, which, you know, obviously resulted in watching less Netflix because we've got Disney Plus and the Hulu and we've got Peacock and right it's getting crowded things. out yeah of. like yeah so time. <laughs> i think i think it's easy to understand why maybe netflix would say okay we're like the um we're the like store brand streaming service for movies how can we branch out now that all of these other competitors are kind of squeezing out our space um i do think it's a little foolhardy for them to just jump into gaming but um they're a company that's like been able to pivot when it needed to in a really aggressive way so Mm -hmm. they still have the best in my opinion like functioning streaming app or whatever you want to call it oh certainly in terms of like the actual ux and like uh yeah it's it's like by a mile yeah (laughs) Like the number of times on, uh, well, I think it was like a technical issue with my TV settings, but like, um, I've been watching a lot of HBO Max and yeah. it'll just glitch out into like glitch art at the end of episodes of the OC oh, no. that I watch with my girlfriend. Um, and I think it was because I had some HDR setting wrong on my TV. You should um, watch White Lotus. Yo, I've heard. It's so good. I, I might rewatch it. We watched the whole thing. It's amazing. I love it. I um I've heard that's amazing. If you have HBO Max, I yeah. would recommend Search Party. Okay, I I I saw that and I was skeptical. It's about like the group of people that are like searching for their missing friend or whatever. And that is the, a, an acceptable baseline explanation. Well, it has the girl the from uh who played maybe in Arrested Development, right? Yeah, so she's fantastic in it. Um, yeah. and then uh, the whole core cast is really fun together. And I guess disclosure, I went to high school with um, with one of the main actors. Oh, cool! And, uh, didn't really know him, but always thought he was very funny. 
and I ended up teaching in Magic the Gathering in a study hall once. But nice. Um, I, I, you taught a famous person how to play a nerdy card game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, it's like one of those things where it's like, can I? I can't not see that you're this person who I know in real life, but um, the show's fun enough that I can kind of get over that. Um, That's cool. But speaking of Game Pass and streaming, um, yes. <laughs> You know, this is I, my favorite story of the day, and of course, it's by Eddie McCooch. Eddie McCooch over at uh, GameSpot writes, an Xbox executive says, please don't name your child Game Pass. I think this is so so great. Yeah, uh, the subhead here is, Game Pass is very, very popular, but please do not name your child after it, Aaron Greenberg says. <laughs> uh, do you want to read this story? Uh, sure. I mean, I, I can read it. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we have to read it word for word. I mean, it, we kind of sum it up just by that one thing, but uh, it says that it was a totally unprompted and random comment that Greenberg offered up his sage advice after the other, other interview guest, Pete Hines of Bethesda, shared a story of a woman who went into labor during a Skyrim presentation at QuakeCon. Um <laughs> And then they named the kid Baby Dova King. <laughs> it didn't actually happen, but that's funny. And that's what prompted Greenberg to say uh, not to name their baby Game Pass. But I'm assuming someone's going to read this and be like, let's do it. I... I was amazed that this got turned into a headline. You know, because it's like, this feels like somebody just vamping during a, a press event, like a public event. But I guess like once you're that executive level, like anything you say can be newsworthy. <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's a nice reprieve from all the real news. It makes oh, me smile, yeah. it makes me laugh. It's a nice fluff piece. It is. And I, I do think it's just really funny that he would like, leap to don't name your kid game pass yeah game of all the things he could have been like master chief or something like this is my daughter game pass ivy (laughs) um she's in first grade i have a prog i'm the parent of game pass i'm here for their uh progress report please yeah her middle teacher conference for game pass her middle name is Skyrim ultimate. PS5 remake. Oh, I thought it was going to be Ultimate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be Game Pass Ultimate ID. <laughs> oh. If they give me free Game Pass for the rest of my life, like this other person, it says that um, a different person actually did name their kid, their child Dova King, and he gave the family free Bethesda games for life. <laughs> Amazing. So if you want to try to name your infant to get free games, you know, maybe Bethesda's your way to go. (laughs) (sighs) So uh, the last little bit of news I want to cover is um, both, you know, it's, it's the, the start of a new month here since the show will be going up on the first, um, which means it's new PlayStation plus and new games with gold time. Yeah. Um, you have shared out a 
PlayStation Plus post from the PS4 subreddit. Um, yeah, it comes from the, the PlayStation blog. Awesome. So the PlayStation blog is telling us that Hell Let Loose, PGA Tour 2K21, and Mortal Kombat 10 will be the free PS Plus games for the month. And then over at Polygon, uh, they uh, ONS Good writes that uh, Resident Evil and Castlevania games will headline Halloween offerings for games with gold, um, which are uh, the 360 games originally for Sega Dream. Uh, so, sorry, the 360 game Castlevania Harmony of Despair and the uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica X, which is originally a Dreamcast game, um, will be backwards compatible offerings uh, for, for kind of a Halloween theme. And then um, two games that I'd never heard of, uh, Hover and A-A-E-R-O, Aereo, um, will also be available um, for games with gold. Um, but I think the biggest piece of Xbox, like it's time for a game announcement thing, was that uh, as of Thursday of this week, uh, the game, uh, it's a little known game uh, from a studio called Marvel Avengers is going to be on Game Pass. I was going to put that on the dock, but I, I didn't for whatever reason. But that's huge news. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I first of all, you know, I, I'm not a PlayStation Plus member, but like Mortal Kombat X is supposed to be a dime, like a, just an amazing game. Um, and I know you were just checking out video of Hell Let Loose. Um, I know people who are like World War II authenticity people um, really love it. It's a very authentic uh, FPS World War II game. And then I don't know, I've never played a golf game that wasn't at least half decent. I'm, I love I like golf games. I this one didn't sit well with me for whatever reason. Um, hmm. I bought it when it was on sale for like twelve bucks or something like that, like a few months ago tried playing it and i'd rather play the like rory mcelroy 2018 or whatever it is because i don't know i always loved the tiger woods games and obviously when like he had his you know downfall from grace or whatever um the rory mcelroy one was like the sequel to it so that's the last like whatever you want to call it like tiger woods type game that <laughs> has been made Mm-hmm. So they're due for me, for ones, but the 2K one, I guess the progression is like like gear-based versus, I don't know, how do I explain this? Like, like all the golfers kind of hit the same. Like instead of Tiger hitting it really far and Phil hitting it more accurately, like they both kind of hit it the same just based on attributes and gear or something like that. Mm. So it kind of makes everybody play the same. I don't know, this is just what I heard, but... Before I even made it that far, it just didn't sit well, well with me for some reason. But I'm definitely going to try it again now that all my friends will have it. Maybe we can like play some multiplayer. Definitely. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about that I don't know if it was mentioned on the podcast last week or not or ever, but that new Nintendo internet or like online subscription thing that's going to have like the N64 games and Sega and... Oh, yeah. How that's kind of big that news. going to be? So if it's I had like to an, guess, the like expansion, it's, it's the, it's, I think it's called Nintendo online expansion pass to kind of do like our expansion pack, which is like the expansion pack for the N64, right? It's playing off of that language. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I'm guessing 
the most that they could charge is five dollars for the year because they've priced the nintendo switch annual subscription at 20 for the year like anything more than another five dollars would feel like you're yeah. like doing 50 percent more of the price or you and they're all games like, from the 90s too it's like yeah it'll be fun for a little bit to like get back into some but the other thing that's wild and like the, you know people might bite my head off for this but like that lineup of n64 games um no disrespect to mario 64 and ocarina of time which are like some of the best video games ever made yeah i don't feel as driven to check them out because i played them as they came out mm-hmm. um and i know i'm I'm a bit younger than you and I, and john and uh, i'm just curious like for me, like I missed the Super Nintendo for the most part, and I missed the NES for the most part. So it was like cool to go to have that catalog to go back to. But like, I've I've played and gone back to Ocarina of Time too many times, um, and frankly, still have the 3DS remake uh, cart sitting around the apartment. <laughs> um, and then like, I kind of have the mario collection that they promoted for 60 dollars for the mario game yeah i just played that n64 game like what earlier this year i don't even know when that came out but i played it (laughs) yeah and so i i I think it's interesting because i missed the genesis completely other than like playing sonic at my family friend's house growing up yeah and like that's a list of games for the Genesis. Yeah. Sonic for, games like, alone I want to play. Fantasy Star 4 is supposed to be one of the best RPGs of the I will era. say Star Fox. I want to play that multiplayer with like my girlfriend because I think that'd be really fun. Well, and I do think it's cool that it's going to include online multiplayer. Yeah. Um, and I know that they're going to put like one of my favorite games, Paper Mario, is getting added later. One of my favorite games, Majora's Mask, is getting added later. Um, the thing you have to know is like that was like the pinnacle peak Chris plays video games because he's a little kid in row. <laughs> so like, I I got most of those already. <laughs> right on. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how much do you think they could get away with charging your. I agree. I think that's. Pass? I think you hit it. I think you nailed it. Five bucks. That just makes me concerned that like any future consoles that they're going to add. Like, is there like an expansion pl- pass plus plus? Like, so are eventually we doing, we'll getting into new game plus level 10 and I'm paying get. <laughs> 50 a month for GameCube games? Yeah. <laughs> like paying $150 a month for access to the Wii. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, but there's so many Wii games that I yeah. miss. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. It's a wild time to be a, a, a gaming nerd. It's true. <laughs> um, I have a mostly normal question for you that I'm just coming oh. up with off the dome. Of the stuff that's left to come out this year, what's like your most anticipated game? Because we're kind of entering the hot zone, right? Because what even comes out this year still? Because like most of my most anticipated are like early next year, like Gran Turismo horizon um 
honestly, Gran Turismo is really high up there for me. Um, but I guess let me find out. You go first. Well, it's Metroid Dread and then Halo Infinite. Oh, when does that come out officially? December. Um, December like 8th, I think. Um, Sable just dropped. I have it installed. I have not started playing it. Like Sable was my big one. That, that was like my holy trinity. But I have to wait another year for Game Pass for um, dis- for Deathloop unless I throw it on my PC, which is like highly unlikely to happen. Um, and so like, you know, as, as a longtime Halo fan, and especially after playing a lot of split gate, like I'm just ready for Halo multiplayer to be back. Okay. Right on. Um, um, so, yeah, s- December 8th for infinite. I'm semi excited for Riders Republic. Yeah. We've like talked that about downhill that racer game or whatever. I did play the beta and I was like, I don't know if I want to spend like a full $60 on this game or whatever. Cause I thought it was originally going to be free to play, but it's not. Other than that, I don't want anything in November. Yeah, I guess I'm not too hyped about like anything left. I'm definitely going to play Halo Infinite, obviously. I'm going to play the shit out of it, but it's I'm not like, oh, Halo Infinite, yeah. What's your excitement level for the Guardians of the Galaxy game? Minimal um more so after i saw that uh state of play or whatever it was Mm -hmm. but i'm not i do for for whatever reason chris pratt bothers me i think i think john's gone into this too (laughs) so i don't when i found out he was gonna be mario i was like really that guy's gonna be mario and then uh, when I saw that he wasn't depicted in that Guardians, it made me more excited. It's like a, mm-hmm. just some cool looking Star Lord guy. So okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very like one thing that's happened since you and I recorded most recently was that um, PlayStation like conference where they showed off all of the you know wolverine by insomniac oh, and spider-man yeah. 2 and etc so etc et and here's over at xbox we're unveiling that the XCon team's doing the marvel game with the dark energy magic stuff um which frankly looks cool as shit like don't get me wrong but like all of a sudden marvel games are like everywhere you turn your head there's a marvel game <laughs> yeah um which is wild to see how quickly that happened um anyway sorry that was like a weird side but it, i just feel like the fact that they gave wolverine to insomniac still doesn't make any sense to me but it's fine i guess i do want to play final fantasy final fantasy 14 and well the mmo yeah 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 well no i i, I was confused you thought it was ff16 yeah 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 yeah, no, I wish. I would buy a PS5 and 16 was coming out this right. year. <laughs> I mean, I I wouldn't because I don't think I can fit it on my entertainment center. But Fair. Anyways, um, I think that's going to do it for the show. Uh, AJ, it was great recording with you again. Yeah. Um, 
Where can people find you on the internet and and follow what you're doing? You can find me on Twitter um, at AJ underscore ID. I don't even know my Twitter handle. It's been so long since I've been on there. So maybe you you can't find me that well, but uh, that's the best way for sure. Awesome. Uh, You can find me at VG Occasion on Twitter. I'm sort of on, sort of off Twitter lately. Um, I would love if people, I know a lot of our listeners are big Dark Souls people or Bloodborne people or just Souls game people. Um, I have a number of different things that I'm using to kind of like deep dive into Dark Souls now that I've beaten it. Um, I'm listening to the Bonfire Side chat podcast. I'm watching uh, Dia Lassina's Let's Play of Dark Souls. I've kind of been watching that. Um, I think she's like, she's been trailing behind me. So I've, and I've been you know, it's like a two hour video every week of Dark Souls. So like I'm further ahead in the game than I was when I was watching it. So it's been Mm. nice to like look back and like kind of revisit it that way as well. And then um, I've jumped into the website Critical Distance, which is a great resource if you ever want to read like compilations of games criticism um, and really good games writing Um, has a whole compilation section about Dark Souls writing. Um, But if any of our wise listeners have any resources or like ways to dig deeper into dark souls now that i've beaten the first game um i'd love to see those messages come my way on twitter dark souls the novel i'm surprised that's not a thing the novelization yeah, there's got to be I'm books written about it. dark souls in some capacity i think there are if people know like a good um like i know there's like a dark souls companion book out there if people have like a link to that or a, a good recommendation for that like I just think it's it's opened up this part of me that just wants to like dive in and like soak up all of the commentary about it because it's very clearly like an important game. Um, so hit me up or or hit the podcast up at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can send us emails to podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com and uh, you know go check out mngamers.substack.com and read some of our old newsletters and maybe there will be a new one someday. Um, but that's mm-hmm. going to be it, it for uh, this week's podcast. Everyone, go play some games. I'm going to go to the barcade down the street with my friend. Do it. I'm going to... I don't know what I'm going to do. Probably play more Act Razor, which is such a strange name. Yeah, I really want to hear what you think of it as you continue down that. Same. I'm so excited for that game, especially if you're enjoying it. Awesome. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.